0: I'm Nikki Reitmeyer, filling in for Drex on this weekend edition of the show. Canada's unemployment rate, 13%. That's over 3 million Canadians out of work. To give you a bit more context, that's actually up from 7.8% in March. That's more than 2 million people without work in just one month. So to find out where we stand today, let's speak to the employment lawyer, Lior Samfiru. You can find him online at stlawyers.ca. Lior, thank you for joining us. I saw that some economists had predicted that unemployment could actually climb to 18% with 4 million people out of work. I know that you're not an economist, but you do have a lot of experience in the field of employment. So just anecdotally, from what you're seeing, do you think that the nation's unemployment figures of 13% will level off or will it continue to climb?
1: Well, first of all, I think that the the real impact in terms of a job is significantly higher than that. I think just with seven and a half million people applying for the C R B that tells you something. Plus there's million others that whose job has been impacted that don't qualify for the C R B and there's potentially millions of others whose who are still working but are making a lot less money. So I think the real numbers, potentially at least half of the, of the workforce have been impacted, and I, I don't think that's going to change much until and unless there's a way to significantly uh, remove the, the barriers to working, and, you know, so and people feel comfortable going to work. So it's not even about the availability of jobs. It's about people not being comfortable going out there and working. So those things working together, it spells bad news uh, at least for a while.
0: Right. For example, in the restaurant industry, perhaps restaurants slowly start to reopen again. But as B.C.'s Premier John Horgan said, those restaurants being successful really depends on the customer's willingness to go back inside of a restaurant again. It doesn't matter if the doors to the place are open. So we could continue to see unemployment rates climb even into the summer, despite the fact these restaurants may have their doors open once again.
1: Retail stores, hotels restaurants, really any business that depends on customers walking through the door are going to continue to be impacted for, for a long time, pretty much until either the virus mysteriously disappears or there's a vaccine. So it's not even about, you know, if all these businesses open tomorrow, that doesn't mean that they actually have work for their employees, that they're actually generating revenue. So it's not about opening the business. It's about ensuring that they have customers and, and, and clients. That's a different issue altogether.
0: Let's talk about what a contrast this is as well from even just a year ago. In 2019, the national unemployment rate was actually quite low at about 5.67%. I feel like I'm getting unemployment whiplash right now looking at these numbers.
1: These are really unprecedented uh, unprecedented numbers in terms of getting here so quickly, for the numbers to change so quickly. And one of the issues with that is, you know, in recent years, uh, if an employee lost their job it wasn't as big a deal because they could count on being able to find another job very quickly the economy for the most part was doing well unemployment uh... rate was uh... was low well, right now, if you lose your job, the chances of finding new employment are very small. So it's a it's a massive deal. It's a massive concern. Uh, and a lot of individuals are going to find themselves being unemployed for a long period of time, which is simply something that hasn't happened, at, le- at least not in the, in the last few years.
0: Yeah, and speaking of from an employee's perspective, the perspective of an employee who has been laid off, let's say that you're out of work now, you should be getting severance pay, But it looks like your former employer may not ever be able to reopen their doors due to the pandemic. Let's say they're a retail company who is suffering really badly or a restaurant who's been hit really hard. Can you still get that money, that severance pay, or are you going to find yourself basically SOL here?
1: Well, you know the uh, the old saying, you can't get blood from a stone. Uh, that certainly applies when it comes to severance. A company may have the legal and does have the legal obligation to pay severance, but if it doesn't have the financial ability to pay it, then no, they're not going to pay it, and an employee is not going to be able to, to get it. But for those companies that may want to continue operating, but they have to reduce their workforce, they actually have significant severance obligations. So they actually may be may be maybe having a very difficult time to continue operating because, on the one hand, they let go 30% of their workforce. They have to pay severance to these employees, so that may, you know, drain their resources so they actually can't operate. So severance is a tricky uh, situation right now for both employees and employers.
0: So with that said, you must be seeing an increase in business with companies trying to balance out how they are paying out their severance versus the employees that you work with who are trying to get that severance that they're owed
1: well one of the things that it is important to realize and this is not me saying this is our courts have said this for for many years that when an economy is not doing well where uh, it's harder to find another job severance entitlements increase because now it's going to take someone a longer time to find another job. They should be getting more severance to to help them uh, get to that new job. So employees have enhanced severance entitlements. Employers have additional severance obligations. Uh, it's, it's, it's a question of, though, can they meet those obligations? And I, I think a lot of employers are struggling. A lot of employees, though, understand that. So there is a willingness to, to work with employers here, But, of course, employees have to put food on their table as well. So it really is a difficult situation and a very difficult balancing. And as a lawyer, I'm struggling with that myself because I understand the economic realities for both sides.
0: Like many other people, this must be a whole new ballgame for you. How has your industry changed? I imagine that offering legal advice for people who have been laid off due to a pandemic is something that you never thought that you'd have to do.
1: Well, it is new, and it's something I never uh, hoped I would ever uh, need to learn about. And, and here's how this has impacted me and uh, you know my team as employment lawyers. We've been dealing with a lot of. Temporary layoffs recently, as you can appreciate, and, and normally a temporary layoff is actually not something that we see that often. And when it happens, an employee has certain rights; they can treat that as a termination and just leave and get their severance. Well, right now it may not be practical for many employees to do that because they don't want to be unemployed. They want to maintain a relationship with their employer uh, because they're not going to be able to find another job. So it, it's that balancing here that, that is difficult uh, and, and trying to find a way to protect employee rights while understanding that employers have economic realities that uh, they may not have had otherwise. So it is certainly a struggle.
0: I want to ask you about someone who is still employed, thank goodness, and they are one of these essential workers that we respect so much. Let's say that they do not feel safe, though, at their place of work. Maybe they feel that their employer is not obeying all the rules in full practice, or maybe they even suspect that there's a case of COVID at their job site. Can they refuse to go to work?
1: And that's probably the most common question I've been getting over the past week or two as businesses start to reopen. So so here's how this works. If an employer meets the the health and safety guidelines that are imposed by governments and health authorities, the reality is that an employee does have to go back to work, even though the employee, perhaps quite reasonably, may feel unsafe to do so. An employer has the obligation to meet the health requirements, all of them, whatever the government says they have to do, they have to meet that. And if, despite that, the employee feels unsafe and they choose not to come to work, the the problem with that is they may be ultimately deemed to have resigned from their job, so they lose their job, and that also would disqualify them from continuing to get any government assistance like the CERB. Now, if an employer doesn't meet health requirements, they don't do what they're supposed to, in terms of allowing social distancing, etc. An employees absolutely legally able to refuse work. Every province in Canada has laws and rules allowing employees to refuse unsafe work, uh and the employer has to fix the problem or perhaps get a, a government inspector in to determine whether in fact the work is unsafe. Uh but what I've been saying is even in situations with the employer is doing everything right, employees may still feel uncomfortable and 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 unwilling to go to work, and that obviously makes it harder for employers to operate their business, but employees don't realize that they actually may be losing their job by not going into work when they're called back to work
0: and that's got to leave a lot of people in a bind in a in a moral bind of what to do
1: It, it is a difficult situation, so there's a couple of things that employees can consider here number one is uh if if where the employee is, the schools are closed, and uh, there's no child care if they have children, then uh, provinces throughout Canada allow employees to stay home to care for their children. So you can use that as a a way to stay off work because your children need care, number one. Number two, if you you do have a medical condition that makes you more susceptible to the virus, uh, perhaps, or or puts you in a, a compromising health situation, speak to your doctor. If your doctor agrees that you should be off work and the doctor gives you a doctor's note, that does allow you to be off work properly and legally, and also to continue to receive government benefits. So that guidance, though, has to come from a doctor. Individuals shouldn't make that decision on their own without having that doctor's backup. But right there, there's a couple of suggestions as to how employees can deal with it. And of course, it's always a good idea. If you do have concerns about going to work, to speak with your employer, to, to discuss the situation, and your concerns. Many employers are going to be reasonable. Perhaps there's a way to, uh, to work things out. Maybe you continue working from home. Maybe you come in after hours and there's less people at work. Uh, so always a good idea to, to have a discussion with employer uh, employers. I think many employers are going to be receptive and willing to work with their employees to find a solution that, uh, that works for everyone.
0: And as a lawyer, do you recommend that you have that conversation in writing, maybe via email, something that there's a paper trail of?
1: You know, when when it comes to writing, here's something that I've been telling employees, especially now when people are getting called back to work. What I've seen time and time again, literally hundreds of times over the past uh, week or two alone, is individuals getting recalled back to work, but getting called back to work Uh, with less income. So I'm going to take you back to work, but I'm only going to be able to pay you 50% or 75% of your income. The problem with that, if an employee simply goes back to work with that pay cut, is that there's no guarantee that the pay is going to increase even when the pandemic is over. So what I'm telling employees is if you're going to accept the pay cut, then make sure you put it in writing. Employer, just so you know, I'm only agreeing to this on a temporary basis, and I expect to be back to my normal pay as soon as possible. Now, in that situation, if the employer does not eventually put the employee back to their normal pay, that employee may have legal recourse. But if you simply go back to work, you know, being the good soldier, you don't say anything about it, then you may be deemed to have accepted this pay reduction permanently, and that's certainly something employees may, may wish not to do.
0: OK, another question for you. You said that that question about if you feel unsafe and you don't want to go to work, uh, can you refuse to go to work? You said that's the number one question that you get asked right now. But what's the number two question that you're getting asked right now?
1: Uh, The number two question really has to do with these pay cuts, and do I have to accept them? Uh, uh, Because it's rare now, it really is, it's certainly based on my experience, for employers to call back, employees to work, and everything is the same, either reduction in hours, reduction in pay. And the, the, the main question is, do I have to accept this pay cut? Does my employer have a right to give me a pay cut? The interesting thing with that is that despite the pandemic, despite these unique situations, employers do not actually have the legal right to reduce employees' pay, certainly not more than 10%. If an employer does that, again, despite the pandemic, that gives the employee the, the right to choose, if they want to, to treat that pay reduction as a termination of their employment. We call this a constructive dismissal and require their employer to pay severance. So... Some employees have chosen to do that, others have not, uh, but employers may not realize that by doing something that they feel is necessary for the business, which I completely understand, that may actually expose them to greater liability. Now they may have to pay severance, and for some employees, that could mean as much as two years' pay that their employer would have to pay them. So the, the question with respect to pay reductions, very common one that I I've got been seeing uh, time and time again over the past few weeks.
0: Lior, thank you so much for the conversation. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Thank you. That is Lior Samfiru. You know him as the Employment Lawyer, and you can find him online at stlawyers.ca.